This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Podcast for Monday, June 27th. The Yankees have just come off an amazing series, a weekend four-game split against the Astros. Playoff-like atmosphere. To help me break it down is the Star Ledger and NJ.com's fine baseball writer and accomplished author, Bob Clappish. Clapp, you and I spent a lot of time talking this weekend about the meaning of this series during the course of it. Now that it's over, that the Yankees won the final game, what are you thinking about how this measures up what it means for the Yankees and the Astros? Uh, I think they have established uh, a beachhead for each other, on, against each other. I mean, both teams were able to exploit some weaknesses. Both teams sent messages to each other because, let's face it, down the road, they're going to be meeting again. To me, the path to the World Series is going to go through Houston. It's inevitable that the Yankees are going to see uh, the Astros late in the postseason, and situations like this, series like this, are going to be replayed over and over again. They had the big comeback on Sunday with the three runs late on the home runs and then the judge walk-off home run. Uh, did they need all of that to establish what we're talking about, where the Yankees feel like they're on even footing with the Astros? Did they need to come all the way back and win that game? I think so, and I think most fans think so, and I think the feeling in the clubhouse is, yeah, we that was a good one for us. Um, was it a must-win? No. It's mathematically, of course not, and Aaron Boone will not cop to any of it. No. I mean—, I mean his deal is to never overreact to any single game, any single result. There's always tomorrow. He's always playing for the 162. I get that. That's his job. That's his personality. But had the Astros come in here, into New York, not just on their, not on their home turf, but they come into this stadium, which is loud and aggressive, and especially towards Altuve, hateful. Yeah. They come in here and take three out of four from the Yankees. There's no question that would have shifted the balance of power. Not in the standings, of course not. But it would have sent a message to the Yankees that would have said, hey, we can beat you on the road, us on the road. We can come to your place, beat you, and shut you down. Your great offense, we can handle you, and that didn't happen. That that last game, that final walk-off by Judge, I think, wipe that slate clean, and you walk away now with a tie, literally a tie. I think an important factor here is that the Yankees are now seven and a half games in front of Houston, which means for the first time, if they're able to maintain this, the Astros would not have home field against the New York Yankees in a playoff series, which they did in 2017, which they did in 2019. The Yankees can establish themselves as a home field advantage team with a one seed, which obviously we have a long way to go, but I think we just saw how important that could be for them. Yeah, I mean, the Yankee, Yankee Stadium is once again becoming a tough place for opponents to play. I mean, the old stadium I'm old enough to have covered back, yeah. <laughs> back, back, back in the day. I, I had some of those, too. Yeah, I mean, opponents just did not like being here, you know, and, and there were certain teams. All the way back, I'm thinking back to uh, Game 6 of the 96 World Series mm-hmm. uh, when the Braves uh, were down 3-2, to two, and Bobby Cox was so wary of this crowd that he kept the Braves in the hotel in Manhattan. 
until almost an hour before game time. He just didn't want his players taking batting practice. He didn't want them exposed to the fans screaming at them during BP from the from the bleachers, from the upper deck. He did. He knew what was waiting for him, so he kept the the he kept the Braves shielded as long as possible. And they still lost. Yeah. Um, so the, the new stadium was entirely different. But little by little, it's becoming a, you know a really really aggressive place for teams. Uh, who pose a threat to the Yankees. And I felt that way this weekend. Well, and I think the way the offense has has performed this year is a big part of it because, you know, they lost the game the other night 3-1. to one, And I was talking with Susan Waldman about it on postgame. I said, you know, last year they got blown out 3-1. to one. This year, a 3-1 ball game, they're putting runners on base. They're, they're getting chances to win. And they didn't finish the comeback. But the same kind of thing happened in Sunday's game when they're down 3 nothing and they're getting no hit, but all of a sudden Stanton kind of lifts the lid a little bit. And DJ LeMahieu with the home run. You you felt like there was some of this magic happening. The offense is completely different in that regard from a year ago. There's no doubt. And I think you have to give some credit to the bullpen also. Wandy Peralta came in and did a great job because Nestor, for the second time in a row, just didn't have his great stuff. Uh, you know, three runs in five innings is not a catastrophic start, but it's not Nestor. And, and had the bullpen not come in and done a shutdown job, I think that we're talking about an entirely different series outcome. So, yes, as soon as Stanton got that hit, I think there was whatever mounting pressure anxiety there was in the Yankee bullpen was suddenly lifted. And now we're seeing the real Yankee lineup. The Astros came in with a bullpen that has performed very well, best bullpen ERA in the major leagues, even after the disaster in the first game of this series. But here's a really telling number, okay? This is the comparison of the two bullpens, which both are really good. The Yankees' bullpen covered 13 third innings in the four-game series. They gave up two runs, and both of them are pretty inconsequential. They came in the Saturday game. The Yankees are getting no hit. You know, they're losing one to nothing. They give up two more runs. The Yankees didn't get score. They didn't get a hit. Those runs didn't mean anything. The Astros covered nine in the third innings out of their bullpen. They gave up nine runs, and, what, seven of them were disastrous. They ended up costing them the game. Right, and that's the message sent. Because if the Astros were able to say, look, we can shut your lineup down for an extended period of time, which they did, now the Yankees can say, well, you know what, we can get to your bullpen. And we did it twice in four games. That's the statement. That's the important takeaway from the series is that both teams were able to inflict damage on each other. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And Back to Cortez for a second. He got a lot more swings and misses this time around. The overall numbers are, oh, you're right, five innings, five hits, and three runs. But he held them to three runs. He got through five, which he did in two of his last three starts. And he got a lot more swings and misses and strikeouts this time. I think we were both wondering, a lot of people were wondering, is he starting to fatigue a little bit? I think he answered that a little bit. Listen, he got ambushed in the first pitch home run by Altuve. After that, that's two runs over five innings. I thought he pitched much better than we've seen him over his last three starts. Yeah, no, it was a fine start. There was nothing wrong with it, and he kept the Yankees in the game. It's just not the, the Nestor we've seen, you know, from the last, you know, six weeks or so. And I think he, I think we're going to probably see him get an extra day. I think Boone was talking about, uh, you know, throwing an extra starter in this week against mm-hmm. Oakland, and that will that will benefit Nestor. I think he's a big part of their future down the road this year. 
Um, and I think the extra rest will give them just a little more crispness. Let's talk about the Astros again a little bit. Um, listen, they're a really good team, and I think we forgot that because we went almost halfway through the season without seeing them in person. They have the second-best record in the league. Uh, they've And I talked before the series. You know, They lost Springer. They lost Correa. They lost Garrett Cole. They lost a lot, like, they lost a lot of the people that made this series what it was in the Octobers in 2017 and 2019, but they're still a really good team on the field. And Jose Altuve is kind of like I'm enjoying what I'm seeing here in these four games from him because this environment isn't making him shrink. He is actually rising to it, and it's adding a lot more fun and a lot more energy to a rivalry. Yeah, I mean, the guy's fearless. I mean, whatever you think of him as a cheater or not, you know, what he's done in the past or not, you have to hand, you know, you have to tip your cap to him. He comes in here and he says, okay, boo me all you want, say all you want, curse all you want. I'm going to stick it to your Yankees. And first pitch today of Cortez, I mean, damn. That, that's mm-hmm. you know that's delivering on your promise. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's a fearless guy, and you're right. It makes for a better series. It makes more fun to watch when you have a villain. I mean, every <laughs> every rivalry needs a villain, and Altuve is more than happy to be that villain. The uh, the Yankees have obviously a star player in Aaron Judge, okay, and he is rising to every level that everybody imagined in a contract year, uh, and all the fuss that goes around it. Now we're seeing, I think if there was a knock against him early on, is that he wasn't coming through in clutch situations. Now we're seeing that gene kick in a little bit. He's gotten a lot of big hits, and you can't have that knock against him anymore. Um, and after this weekend, I don't care if he doesn't get another big one for a month or two months, you know, this is in the bank. He's done it in big games here. Uh, Judge kicking his game up to another level, I think, is something that uh, I don't know if we anticipated it, but. Clearly, this Yankee team needed it. Absolutely. I mean, the way he came through, you couldn't ask for anything else. And, and I don't think it's a coincidence that he's doing this in a walk here and that he's got that long-term contract hanging over his head. I think Aaron has, has um, a chip on his shoulder that most fans probably are unaware of. He's a nice guy. He's great with fans, good to kids, friendly, you know, as you could want. But underneath, there's a hugely, fiercely competitive side to him, and he needs that tension to bring his game to the, to, to the next level. And that tension happens to be against the Yankees. He set them up, in a way, as the enemy. I mean, not personally, not in any way. And personally, I think he's going to sign a long-term deal yeah. here. But for now, what's driving him for the next couple of months is the idea that he's got to beat the Yankees. He's got to show the Yankees something. I'm talking about the Yankee hierarchy, yeah. obviously. And that's what's, I think, in play here, is that he feels like his legacy, his reputation, his future salary is all on the line. And that's obviously made him a different player. Now, that's not unlike Derek Jeter, who we saw for years and years go through this same thing, too. So he had some of that as well. But he's also got the Astros in his sights, Aaron Judge we're talking about. He's lost to them twice in October. The second time hurt a little bit more because he had been an experienced pro by that point, And he came to camp in 2020 before everything went haywire all over the world. He came to camp in 2020 telling people, remember this feeling, remember what it was like, and was kind of on a mission. The Yankees didn't take the straight line from 2017 all the way up. They got derailed a little bit in, in uh, 20 and 21 with subpar regular seasons, uh, subpar for them. But now you're seeing that line shoot straight back up. He's got the Astros in his sights. I think this series in particular meant a great deal to him and what he's trying to build. 
I agree, and I think I think Judge is keenly aware that it, to to really have a true Yankee legacy, one, you have to begin and end your and your career mm-hmm. here in Pinstripe. Yeah. You can't go anywhere else, right. right? Second, you have to win a championship, and that's what separates him from Jeter, from Mantle, DiMaggio. Yeah. you got to be a champion. You got to be a multiple year champion, and so far, Judge has nothing to show for it. I think that's really driving him. All right, I got one more for you. Kind of a bigger picture kind of thing. Um, we're not going to know the end, how this story is written until October, but with a record of fifty-three and twenty, you know, we put them in the conversation with teams that you know well around here. You cover the eighty-six Mets, one hundred and eight games. You cover the ninety-eight Yankees, one hundred and fourteen games. We hold them differently because we know how the story ended. So halfway through the season, those teams knew that they were special too, but they just didn't know how it ended. I think one key difference that I'm thinking about is that both of those teams, 86 Mets and 98 Yankees, felt themselves as pure teams and not one great superstar. The Yankees feel themselves as a team too, but Judge is clearly the difference maker on this team and the superstar. Without him, you're not having eight other guys carry you to victory after victory. So there is a difference there, I think. But I know this is impossible because we all know how those stories were written, so it's hard to take that out of our minds. As you look at teams about halfway through the season, what do you think of this team compared to just, I I guess, just their attitude towards winning and what they felt was awaiting them, their destiny at the end of the season, compared to those 86 Mets and 98 Yankees? I think the Yankees have that sort of that 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 uh, intangible going for them this year. That and I've covered teams that, that just had that the destiny was on their side, and and we knew it early on. Look, in '86, Whitey Herzog said the race is over by June. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals. He knew the Cardinals weren't going to catch them. Nobody was going to catch them. And in '98, we 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 just knew that the Yankees had finally stumbled onto something great. Okay, even without the resolution in front of us, we just had that that sense, mm-hmm. that sixth sense. I'm getting that feeling this year about this team more and more it's not just beating the tigers and 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 beating up on teams that have given up like the Braves or the blue jays it's it's moments like this that that renews itself the belief in the yankees having themselves keeps renewing itself because of games like this and you're right judge is leading them and he is the standout player there it wouldn't be happening without judge but that's not a bad thing mm-hmm. i mean people would say to me well, what would happen if judge gets hurt well i don't <laughs> think he's going to get hurt <laughs> And for now, from what I'm seeing right now, barring some catastrophic change or an injury, or an injury, I could, I definitely could see the Yankees going to the World Series. It'd be great if yeah. it was against the Mets, yeah. but I think Fox would love to see the Yankees and Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, I think 2000 showed them. I mean, despite everything we thought, it's actually the lowest rated World Series ever. Um, I don't know if it would be the case again this year. Both these teams are good. Uh, just another point about that, though. I, as I'm thinking about it as we're talking, I feel like they don't resemble the 98 Yankees in one regard. That, that team already won the World Series in 96. They knew what winning was. They had, uh, they had some of that in their pocket already. The 86 Mets were a team that was drawing that straight line straight up, 84, 85, 86. This team was trying to draw the straight line, and for the reasons we've kind of talked about already, they got derailed a little bit. And the Astros were a part of that story, and the whole 2020 and 2021 situation is part of that story. They're trying to build, I think, that Mets swagger and that kind of straight line up, saying, saying, see, I told you we were great, and let's kind of finish that deal. Yeah, I think it's taken a while, and I don't know how long this window is going to remain mm-hmm. open for the Yankees. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I do think that they, they finally have found the right solution, the right chemistry, the right circumstances around the league. They, the personnel-wise, and, and that hunger, and, and that's what they talk about all the time, that hunger, instead of being demoralized by falling short year after year after year, this is the year I think it's actually it's actually catalyzed them. So my gut feeling is, yes, something very good is happening this year and will happen. We waited for the... 
stretch at the end of this month in which the Yankees faced a lot of tough series in a row. They played 13 games in 13 games, uh, 13 days, six against the Blue Jays, three against, uh, sorry, six against Tampa, three against the Blue Jays, four against Houston. They finished nine and four. We were waiting for this as a test. This was their first big test. Really, regardless of what happens, I, maybe in some of the Boston series before the All-Star break, I think, I think they passed the test. And I, I wrote that exact same thing. The 13th game stretch, if they go 9-4, and four, clearly they're not going to get caught. I mean, the East is theirs now, and, and everyone else is playing for the wild card spot. All right, that's been established. But in particular, this four-game series, as we said at the outset here today, that the Yankees sent a message in return. They got the last word in the series, and it's of the utmost importance that they did. Bob Clappish, fine writer from Star Ledger, NJ.com. And I believe Inside the Empire is in paperback somewhere, right? It is somewhere. Okay. It's still relevant, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fine look inside Brian Cashman's dealings in building the Yankee organization, which was kind of building to what we have here. You know, 2020 and 2021 kind of screwed up your timeline, too, because they're building to the championship. And we'll see where they are. Right now, the Yankees are... Eight, uh, 53 and 20. We're almost at the halfway point, about a week away from the halfway point. Uh, again, StarLedgerNJ.com. You can read Bob Clappish. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening to WFAN's Baseball Insiders for Monday, June 27th. Remember to subscribe and review and all that jazz. Until next time, thanks for listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.